Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memory of Ram Goldai and Tamer Sekhar Sukkah Daf Yud Ches. The first parak Sukkah Shehi Gavoa. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Abai said Avir Shloshu Basukkah Gadola. If there is an open space of three Tfachim in the Schach of a large Sukkah, Miatu Ben Bekanim Ben Beshpudim, and he reduced it either with sticks, which are valid Schach, or with spits, which are puzzle, Havi Miut. It's an effective reduction, meaning the gap now lacks the width of three Tfachim necessary to puzzle the Schach. Basukkah katana, however, in a small sukkah, which is only seven by seven tefachim, if you reduce it with sticks, it's effective, but if you reduce it with spits, it's not effective. Rashi explains that sticks are effective in reducing the gap via lavud. The spits are not effective since the open space and spits together form a gap in the schach, are three tefachim, and they're significant enough to be regarded as separate from the schach, and the valid schach lacks the requisite dimensions of seven by seven tefachim. Point number two, the Gemara qualifies that a gap of less than three tefachim wide does not puzzle a sukkah, minat zad, if the gap is at the side between the schach and a wall. But with regard to a gap in the middle of the sukkah, Ravach and Ravina disagree. One says, Yesh Lavid Be'emsa, the principle of Lavid applies even in the middle. And one says, Ain Lavid Be'emsa, Lavid does not apply in the middle. The one who holds Yesh Lavid Be'emsa learns it from a case taught in a price regarding a Mavwi, where two cores project from opposite walls but do not touch each other, leaving a gap in the middle. If the gap is less than three Tfachim, it's not necessary to bring another Kora due to Lavid. The other opinion who holds that Lavid only applies at the side would answer, Shani Kora is the Rabbanan. The law of Kora's is different since it's only a Durabanan. The one who holds Ein Lavad Be'emsa learns it from a mission in Olos, where a source of Tuma is opposite an Aruba, a skylight that does not have an opening of a Tevach, and the din is Koha buys Kulo Tower. The whole house is Tower. The mission treats the skylight as an open gap in the roof, even though it's less than three Tvachim wide. That indicates that Ein Lavad Be'emsa. The other opinion holds Yesh Lavad Be'emsa would answer Shani Hilchas Tuma, the Hachit Gemiru, the laws of Tuma are different, for this is how they were taught. At Sinai, it's a halacha Moshe Misina regarding Tuma that Lavud only applies to walls. This law cannot be automatically extended to other halachos, such as a sukkah. And point number three was stated, If one place chach on a porch that has columns in front of it, position at intervals of less than three tfachim, the sukkah is kosher. If it does not have such columns, Abai said that it is kosher, and Rava says it is possible. Abai says the sukkah is kosher, because we say that the edge of the roof extends downward and seals, meaning the edge of each porch roof is viewed as extending downward to form the sukkah's requisite partitions. Rava says that the sukkah is possible, lo amrinam pitukra yord visosim. Rava challenged Abai instead that according to Abai, I feel hifchis dovin emsai, even if the middle wall of the three-walled sukkah collapsed, the sukkah should still be kosher because the edge of the schach is yord visosim. It descends and seals to replace the collapsed wall. Abai said that he concedes that the sukkah is possible in that case, the havali kamavli mafush, because it's like an open alleyway. So once again, the three points are number one. Abai said, If there's an open space of three tfachim in the schach of a large sukkah, and he reduced it either with sticks which are valid as schach, or with spits which are puzzle, have you mute? It's an effective reduction, meaning the gap now lacks the width of three tfachim necessary to puzzle the schach. But sukkah katana, however, in a small sukkah, which is only seven by seven tfachim, if he reduce it with sticks, it is effective, but if he reduced it with spits, it's not effective. Rush explains that sticks are effective in reducing the gap via lavud. The spits are not effective since the open space and spits together form a gap in the schach are three tfachim, and they're significant enough to be regarded as separate from the schach and the valid schach lacks the requisite dimensions of 7 by 7 Tvachim. 
Pointing to the more qualifies that a gap of less than three tefachim wide does not puzzle a sukkah minatzad if the gap is at the side between the schach and a wall. But with regard to a gap in the middle of the sukkah, Ravach and Ravina disagree. One says, Yeshu lavad be'emsa, the principle of lavad applies even in the middle. And one says, Ain lavad be'emsa, lavad does not apply in the middle. The one who holds Yeshu lavad be'emsa learns it from a case and a price regarding a mabu where two chorus project from opposite walls but do not touch each other, leaving a gap in the middle. If the gap is less than three tefachim, it's not necessary to bring another korah due to lavad. The other opinion holds that lavad only applies at the side when answers shani korah is the rabbanan. The love korah is different since it's only a rabbanan. And the one who says, ain't lavad bam, so learns it from Mishnah and Olos, where a source of tuma is opposite an aruba, a skylight that does not have an opening of a tefach, and the din is, called bais kula tahor, the whole house is tahor. The Mishnah treats the skylight as an open gap in the ruby, even though it's less than three tefachim wide, indicating that ain't lavad the other opinion who holds the Yeshu Lavad Bamsa would answer Shani Hilkos Tuma, the Hachi Gemir Lahu. The laws of Tuma are different, but this is how they were taught at Sinai. It's Halakha Moshmi Sinai regarding Tuma, that Lavad only applies to walls. This law cannot be automatically extended to other Halachos, such as Sukkah. And point number three was stated, If one plays Chach on a porch that has columns in front of it, positioned at intervals of less than three Tvachim, the Sukkah is kosher. If it does not have such columns, Abai says that it's kosher, and Rav says that it's possible. Abai says the Sukkah is kosher, Amrinim Pitrika Yor because we say that the edge of the roof extends downward and seals, meaning the edge of each porch roof is viewed as extending downward to form the Sukkah's requisite partitions. Rav says that the Sukkah is possible, Lo Amrinim Pitrika Yor Rav challenged Abai and said that according to Abai, I feel Hifchis, Dofen Emsai, even if the middle wall of a three-walled Sukkah collapsed, the Sukkah should still be kosher because the edge of the Schach is your for the Sosem, descends and seals to replace the collapsed wall. Abai said that he concedes that the Sukkah's puzzle in that case, the Havli Kamavli Mafulash, because it's like an open alleyway. Alright, so now we go to our Simmer Daf Yudches, and our standard Simmon is a Chuppah, because Ben Yudches will Chuppah, someone's 18 should go to Chuppah, and a Ches also sort of looks like a Chuppah. So here goes. When the Chasnu proudly designed his Chuppah as a large Sukkah, with three Tfakim of open space closed in a bit with spits, was challenged by his father on whether Lavut applies in the middle, the Kala ran out embarrassed and hid on the porch covered in Schach that had no columns. Once again in slow motion. When the Chasnu proudly designed his Chuppah, Chuppah, that must be more on Daf Yudches. When the chasen who proudly designed his chuppah as a large sukkah, with three tefachim of open space, closed in a bit with spits, which reminds us that Abai said that an open space of three tefachim in the schach of a large sukkah can be reduced with sticks, which are valid schach, or with spits, which are puzzle, since the gap now lacks the width of three tefachim necessary to puzzle the sukkah. However, in a small sukkah, which is only seven by seven tefachim, if he reduced it with spits, it is not effective since the open space and spits together form a gap in the schach of three tefachim. Therefore, they're significant enough to be regarded as separate from the schach, and the valid schach lacks the requisite dimensions of seven by seven tefachim. So when the chasen who proudly designed his chuppah as a large sukkah, with three tefachim of open space closed in a bit with spits, was challenged by his father on whether lavud applies in the middle, which reminds us, which reminds us, there's a malchuk, is whether yesh lavud be'emsa. The one who says yesh lavud be'emsa brings a riot from two protruding koras, two beams, in the Mabwi that don't meet in the middle, but there's less than three talking between them, and that works. The one who says Ain Lavid Bamsa brings a riot from Tuma opposite a small Aruba, a skylight, where the bias is deemed Tahor. So when the Chasin who proudly designed his chuppah as a large sukkah, with three tfakim of open space closed in a bit with spits, was challenged by his father-in-law whether Lavid applies in the middle, the call ran out embarrassed and hit on the porch covered in schach that had no columns. 
which reminds us of one place clock on a porch, Sheinla Petsimin, that does not have columns that are placed at intervals less than three fucking wide. Abai says the circus kosher Amrinim Pitikri Yord Vesosim, because we say that the edge of the roof extends downwards and seals, meaning the edge of each porch is viewed as extending downward to form the circus requisite partitions. Rava says the circus possible because he holds Lo Amrinim Pitikra Yord Vesosim. So once again, when the chassan who proudly designed his chuppah as a large sukkah with three tfakim of open space, closed in a bit with spits, was challenged by his father-in-law whether love it applies in the middle, the kawa ran out embarrassed and hid on the porch covered in schach that had no columns. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazora. Daf Yadal, the simmer Daf Yadal is a hand and we use a juggler. So here goes. The juggler, juggler, that must be more Daf Yadal, Yad, hand. The juggler juggling pitchforks, as he davened, which reminds Rabbi Lazar, said, Why are the tefillahs of Siddiq compared to a pitchfork? To tell you, Just as the pitchfork turns over the grain that's on the threshing floor and tosses it from one place to another, so to the tefillahs of Siddiq turn over, so to speak, the attitude of a Baruch from the attribute of harsh judgment to the attribute of mercy. So the juggler juggling pitchforks as he davened while standing on sukkah boards that were less than four tefachim wide, which reminds the next Mishnah states, Masachim Menasarin Divir Rabbi Rabbi Meir Osa, Rabbi Yehuda says, we may cover a sukkah with boards, but Rabbi Meir prohibits them. Rav says, the Malchok is with boards that have a width of at least four tefachim, the Rabbi Meir Eisle Gezer is tikkur, for Rabbi Meir subscribes to the rabbinic decree prohibiting boards that resemble those of the roof of a house, and Rabbi Yehuda does not hold the Gezer as tikkur, and therefore permits such boards. They both agree that boards that are less than four tefachim or Kosher Shmuel says they disagree regarding boards that are between three and four tefachim wide. Rabbi Yudo holds that since they lack the size of a makam chashim, a significant area, we're not gozer that they are puzzle. Where Rabbi holds that since they are beyond the scope of lavud, we are gozer that they are puzzle. So the juggler juggling pitchforks as he davened while standing on sukkah boards that were less than four tefachim wide. Drop one between some sukkah boards that were standing on their sides. Which reminds us, it was stated, if one turned the boards on their sides and covered the sukkah with them, Rav Huna says that they are puzzled, and Rav Nachman explains that they are treated like metal splits that are makabal tomb, but Rav Chist and Rav Rav Huna say that they are kosher because the Rabban only prohibited boards that resemble the roof of a house, which is not the case here. Dov Tezvav, so the sum Dov Tezvav is a fruit bowl. So here goes. The fruit bowl display, fruit bowl, that must be one Dov Tezvav. The fruit bowl display in the sukkah came crashing down when one bakr loosening the boards on top started shaking them, which reminds us that the next mission states that a roof of boards that has no plaster on it, Rebuda says that Beisham and Beisola disagree over what must be done to render it kosher as chach. Beisham says, time. One loosens the board because of Tazvominasui and takes out one board from between every two boards because he holds of Gezer's tikra. Beisola say, time. One loosens them or takes one board from between every two boards because he doesn't hold of Gezer's tikra and therefore only one of the two methods is necessary to overcome the problem that they were originally placed there. For a house, Ramirez says, no to Ramirez, we learn, holds that four fucking boards are possible for schach and need to be replaced with kosher schach, and once that is done, no other action is necessary. So the fruit bowl display in the sukkah came crashing down when one bacher loosening the boards on top started shaking them as another one knocks them over while inserting metal spits. Which reminds the next mission states the one who makes a roof over a sukkah with spits or with the sides of the bed if there is space between them as wide as the items themselves 
and he fills the gaps with kosher schach. This sukkah is kosher, and the Gemara suggests that the mission is not in accordance with Rav Huna, but Rav Shua holds parts go omed aser. The Gemara answers that Rav Huna would say that the mission means a case of beneikness for yotze, where a spit would go in and out of each gap easily, meaning the gaps are wider than the spits. Rav answers that the mission can even be a case where the gaps were not enlarged slightly more than the width of the spits. Rather, if the spits were placed lengthwise, then he placed the valid schach crosswise across the top of the spits, and if he placed the spits crosswise, he placed the valid schach lengthwise. In these cases, the valid schach will exceed the puzzle spits. So the fruit bowl display and the sukkah came crashing down when one bachar loosening the boards on top started shaking them as another one knocks them over while inserting metal spits and tossing over some old clothes as chach. Which reminds us, the Mishnah stated that the sides of a bed are not valid as chach. And the Gemara suggests that this supports the opinion of Rabbi Ami Bar-Tav Yom, who said that if one covered a sukkah with worn out pieces of clothing, the sukkah is possible, although these pieces of fabric are no longer kalim and should therefore be kosher. The Rabbana goes that since they were originally part of kalim that were makabotumah, they cannot be used as chach. The more deflects his proof, saying that the mission is dealing with a long side of the bed with two short legs, or a short side with two legs, which means these sides of the bed are kalim and are thus possible schach. Daft Hazain, so the simmer Daft Hazain is toes. So here goes. The acrobat who did continuous backflips using his toes, toes, that must be more on Daft Tazayan. The acrobat who did continuous backflips using his toes to hollow out a haystack that had a cavity, one tefachai, which reminds us that in the case of a chotep gadish, if one hollowed out a haystack and there was a cavity one tefachai for a length of seven tefachim, then it is a kosher sukkah. Rush explains that for the straw to meet the definition of schach, it would have to cover an empty space of at least one tefachai, for that's the minimum height of an oath. Therefore, if it also has the length of seven tefachim, it would meet the requirement of kosher schach and there would not be an issue of tasavalominasui. Although the cavity needs to be hollowed out further to a height of 10 fachim, that's necessary only in order to make the walls kosher, and the requirement of Tazvalaminasui does not apply to sukkah walls. So, the acrobat who did continuous backflips using his toes to hollow out a haystack that had a cavity, one tefachai, landed with one foot under a mechitza tluya, which reminds us, in the next mission, Rabbi Yossi holds that if one constructs sukkah walls from the top down, then even if a wall is three tefachim above the ground or higher, it's kosher, for he maintains that a mechitza tluya is materis, a suspended partition is a kosher mechitza. A similar case from Ervin is brought, where Rabbi Yudu rules that in the case of a cistern between two chetzeros, the wall running over the cistern should act as a mechitza to legally divide the water, even if it doesn't enter the cistern's cavity and suggests the Rabbi ruling is in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Yossi who holds Mechitza Tchui Materis in the case of the Sukkah. And so to hear the wall going over the cistern, which is a Mechitza Tchui, is considered a full wall. The Gemara rejects the suggestion, pointing out that perhaps Rabbi Yudah would only apply the principle to a Durabanan, such as Ervin, but not to a Duraisa, such as Sukkah. And perhaps Rabbi Yossi would only apply it to a Sukkah, which is an Isra Ase, but not to a matter of Shabbos, which is an Isra Skila. So the acrobat who did continuous backflips using his toes to hollow out a haystack that had a cavity, one Tefachai, landed with one foot under a mechitza tuluya, and the other under a suspended mat that was four tfachim and a bit in size. Which reminds us, machetzelos arbo mashu materis pasukum mishum dovan, a mat whose width is four tfachim and a bit, and is suspended midway between the schach and the ground, with a gap of less than three tfachim below it, and a gap of less than three tfachim above it, is a kosher wall, because any gap less than three tfachim wide is treated as though it were closed, Based on Lavan. The Gemara explains that one might have thought that we apply the law of Lavan to extend the Mechitza once, but not to apply Lavan to extend it twice. Rav Chisa therefore teaches that we apply Lavan twice to the same Mechitza. Daf Yedzain. So the Simmer Daf Yedzain is a used car salesman. So here goes. The used car salesman, used car salesman, that must be run Daf Yedzain. The used car salesman who sold used sukkahs on the side with airspace and puzzle schach, which reminds us, which reminds us that the Talmudim of Rav said in the name of Rav, Avir posa b'shlosh schach puzzle posa barba. 
A strip of open airspace is postal sukkah when it's three tefachim wide, and a strip of invalid schach postal sukkah when it's four tefachim wide. When Rabbah challenged them based on the mission that teaches that if the roof of a house is breached in the center and one places schach on top of it, if there's a distance of four amos between the wall and the house and the schach, the sukkah's postal, which implies that a gap narrower than four amos does not disqualify, the Talmudim answered him that that halach is based on Dovan Akuma, in which less than four amos invalid schach can be viewed as part of a bent wall. Their ruling of four tefachim concerns postal schach in the middle of the sukkah. So the used car salesman who sold used sukkahs on the side with airspace and puzzle schach tried to convince the shopper not to take the one with airspace next to less than four tzvachim of fabric, which reminds the rubber posed another challenge that when there's a case of a strip of puzzle schach less than four tzvachim wide in the middle of the sukkah, and next to it there's a strip of open space less than three tzvachim wide, the sukkah's kosher because there's not enough puzzle schach to invalidate. Yet, if one filled the open space with spits or other puzzle schach, the sukkah's possible because the width of the invalid material is now at least four tfachim. But should not the open space which disqualifies the sukkah when there's just three tfachim wide be as potent as puzzle's chach, which disqualifies the sukkah when four tfachim wide? The Talmud responded that if the question is valid, then Rabbah would have the same challenge in the case of a strip of invalid schach less than four amos wide in the middle of a sukkah next to an open space of less than three amos wide. So the used car salesman who sold used sukkahs on the side with airspace and puzzle's chach tried to convince the shopper not to take the one with airspace next to less than four tefachim of fabric, but to buy the luxury halacha lemoshim Sinai one with almost four amos of fabric instead, since it doesn't combine. Which reminds us, the rubber responded to the challenge by saying that there's no comparison according to him, the mission's rule that Dalad Amos Apostle Schach invalidates the sukkah is not based on Dauphin Akuma, but it is a halacha lemoshim Sinai shear that disqualifies the sukkah, whether the material is at the side of the sukkah or in the middle. And this strip of invalid material, which measures four amos, only when it combines with open space, doesn't have the shear to disqualify sukkah. For since the shiurim for the invalid schach and open space are not equal, along with starfe, they don't combine to make up the requisite minimum. But according to the Talmud, who stated shear of Dal Tfachim, based on original reasoning that the measurement is only significant because of a gap, it's a minimum that constitutes a separation, they must therefore explain what difference it makes whether the separation is made through puzzle schach alone or through a combination of puzzle schach and open space. All right, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur. You a great day and great learning.